You're listening to Head Table Talk, and I'm your host, Meredith. Every week, I sit down with a wedding industry professional, and we chat the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. So please, join us at the head table and prepare your toasts. Good morning, Head Table Talkers. I just wanted to pop in before we get to today's interview and extend a huge thank you to everyone who has been along on this journey and all of you for listening to all the episodes and interactions on Facebook and Instagram. It's just been, I love doing this. It's a fun way for me to sit down with other vendors and chat, especially during times like this where it's the off season and, you know, we might not be interacting as much in person as normal. That being said, I am enjoying the slower off season. I love spring. It's coming up. These last couple days in Des Moines have been very warm and I've loved it. I think spring is definitely like my favorite time of year. Um, I love like the re-energized feeling that comes along with it, the warmer days, and then I love, love, love getting my garden started. I think about it almost every day. I know that's still a ways away, but I can't wait to get it started this year. I'm dreaming of it. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys like to grow? I'm going to put out a poll or like a question thing on Instagram once this episode is released to ask what are some of your favorite things to have in a garden. Personally, I love sugar snap peas. Just pull them right off the vine and eat them. Cherry tomatoes. Last year, I grew um, like almost everything that you would need to make a like homemade salsa. So I did that. This year, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to try and perfect my recipe. Um, I love growing basil and mint, and then I freeze those. There's just so many good things. Um, Yeah, so we have a great episode today with Everlasting Photo. She's such a badass, y'all. Like, go look at her images. Your jaw will literally drop. She's so, so good. Um, I am heading to Florida this next week for a destination engagement session. So I'm very excited for that. Excited to do some travel again. Um, Just sit by the the Gulf. I'm so excited. Okay, quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then we will be back with our interview. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Hinterland Music Festival. Hinterland Music Festival is three days of music curated for all who love both music and the outdoors. In a beautiful rural escape outside of Des Moines, Iowa, the music festival features camping, art, crafts, family engagement, and more. Taking place this year, August 4th through the 7th with a lineup you won't want to miss. Some bands I'm personally looking forward to are Glass Animals, for sure, Rainbow Kitten Surprise as well, Billy Strings, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, Phoebe Bridgers, Muna, Jenny Lewis. There are so many great bands. Head to hinterlandiowa.com for details, safety guidelines, festival tickets, camping passes, and more. Also stay tuned to our Instagram for a giveaway coming up. See you at Hinterland. On this week's episode, we have MK of Everlasting Photo. This woman is a badass, like for real. She thrives off the adrenaline that comes with a wedding day and leaves you with images that are seriously mind-blowing. She captures fun, adventurous couples with truly stunning images. 
While photography is her main gig, she also wears the hats of wife, mama, and weightlifter. Please welcome to the head table, MK. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. Sweetest intro ever. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. It's kind of warming up a little bit outside. So that I feel like always helps with the winter blues around this time of year. Do you feel that way? For sure. What do they call it? Like false spring? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Like yesterday was like, like what, like 45 degrees here in Des Moines. And it was just like, so nice that I feel like it just gives us like a little bit of hope that this winter because I feel like this winter sorry we're sidetracking but I feel like (laughs) this winter has been like unusually cold right oh my gosh I'm so over the cold for sure yeah like usually we get like you know what are they called like the polar vortexes that last like one day but I feel like we went two weeks where it was like negative 20 almost every other day and I'm over it (laughs) oh my gosh same here You just went to California, though, to do some education with photography. So you got to get out and into the warmth a little bit. How was that? Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing. Like, everything about California is so freaking dreamy. The fact that they have, like, sunshine, like, all the time and mountains and beaches and forests and deserts. Like, it's a dream there. Seriously, it makes you wonder why you live in a place like Iowa. Cost of living. That's why. Right. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Anyway, so I give a little bit of an introduction um, about who you are. Can you explain in your own words, like what is Everlasting Photo, how you got started in the wedding industry and kind of where you're at today? Yeah. um, So Everlasting Photo, uh, I used to be known as Everlasting Studios, but uh, once I started putting more of my brand and my personality into it, it was way too girly for me. I'm not that like boho kind of shit. Like (laughs) I just want some badass couples that we can chug a beer with. Like (laughs) that's my goal. I love it. Um, So I got into wedding photography actually because um, my husband and I were personal trainers and one of his clients was Mm -hmm. a photographer and she kind of took me under her wing to start. And then she didn't love weddings. She's more like family oriented. Uh, so I ended up finding another mentor and really getting into weddings from there. And I would say in a matter of like three to four years, I've already shot over a hundred and something weddings and just kind of hit the ground running. So definitely excited for your 2022. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. You have a lot of weddings this year then? I have about 47. Holy cow. All by yourself. (laughs) My poor husband is going to be a single dad this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Holy cow. I will say though, so I, I work with um, some other second shooters and stuff and they have like, you know, children and, and husbands and they develop kind of like a, like daddy daughter type routine and, and like they kind of come up with their own traditions on wedding days. And I think those things are kind of sweet though, too. Oh yeah. I always get a little jealous of my husband when he's doing all the fun stuff on Saturdays with her. Right. Exactly. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. How like quickly you just took off. Where do you think, or like what sets you apart? Do you think from all the other photographers out there? Um, honestly, just that maybe I'm so down to earth. Like I came from, when I first started, I came from a very luxury high-end market. Um, The woman who mentored me is actually out of Chicago and her studio shoots like 100 to 150 weddings a year. So very Mm high-end, very posed. Um, And so I think that just 
being able to transition into the more unposed, just relax and put my personality in it. Um, I've been able to be so like chill. And I think that my brides like need that sense of calm on their wedding days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the images that you create are so cool. Like you can tell that like your couples really want to like go out and do the fun things. Like, um, like we were talking about the bride that recommended you to the podcast. Like she ended her session with like tacos and jumping into like a lake. (laughs) Yes. Brooke is the best. Hey Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. And I'm sure that's just gotta be fun for you too, to like be able to work with such, you know, relaxed and fun, adventurous couples. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes every session unique and I don't ever feel like it's the exact same thing. And then it just brings like another element of like personality to their wedding day because we've established such a good connection that we're like friends when I come walking into Mm -hmm. their wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So what is your favorite part of a wedding day? What part of the wedding day when you're photographing it, like you just look forward to every single time? Uh, I really think it's the first look. There's something about like watching the bride, like so tense and anxious, like when she's getting her dress on and the guy's just like nervous as hell, can't figure out his cufflinks. Um, but it's like the moment they see each other, like there's no, nothing else in the world exists. It's just like, everything goes away. The stress, the anxiety, the everyone around them, the cameras disappear to them. Like the moment is just them. That's so true. Like, it's like you get blinders on, like tunnel vision. You do kind of forget that everyone else is there. And it's such a special time of the day, I feel like. Yeah. Are you seeing any like wedding trends right now that like you're really liking that, especially for 2022? Because I know this is like one of the biggest wedding years that's going to happen since like 1984. Um, Have you like seen any ideas that you're excited to kind of become more mainstream? Um, okay. So I work primarily with off camera flashes for my reception. So that means Mm -hmm. that I'm hauling in like three to four, like light stands and all these lights. And, you know, it's a lot of extra work that I have to like prepare. Um, so I'm really jacked about this, like on camera direct flash trend of this huge this year. There's like a element of like vintage and nostalgia with that. Um, but it's also a hell of a lot easier on the wedding day to execute than it is all these off-camera flashes. So it's kind of fun to see that one getting big. Seriously, I'm obsessed with it too. It's almost kind of like not quite like digital because or not quite film, but you get that mm-hmm. element because it's like the direct flash too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. It is so much easier because you don't have to worry about all the gear. Especially <laughs> exactly. with like off-camera like flashes and stuff. Like you can get like some weird colors. Like if the reception space has like really red tones it can just get mm-hmm. difficult sometimes so oh, it's funny yeah. that you say that because I literally have a real schedule to go out today that kind of has that vibe ah <laughs> uh, I love it so what does your do you have any wedding day rituals that like you do like before a wedding after a wedding like anything that you like pre-game with Um, okay. So because of like my weightlifting background, like I have to wake up and get a workout in, I uh, feel so much better once I move my body. And I feel like the wedding hangover isn't so bad on Sundays, Mm. as long as I've moved prior to, um, I just feel like if I had a good workout, like it definitely sets me up for success. 
And then I usually have to pick up like two monsters. Uh, white monsters are like my thing to drink throughout the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That's a good idea. Just like some kind of movement that way because you do move a lot on a wedding day. So getting your body primed for all that. Yeah. You know, movement and just being on your feet for such a long amount of time. Yeah. Shooting weddings is not for the week. Like I feel like a lot of photographers look at it and they're like, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard on your body. It, it really is like my husband, he's never photographed a wedding. And like the next day, like you're just drained because not only are you on your feet, but like emotionally you're like on the whole day. Like you have to be like present and happy. And you're always thinking like 15 steps ahead with the schedule and lighting and everything. And it's just like physically and mentally draining. And I mean, we give it all to all of our couples. So the next day we're just kind of like, Oh, I'm a huge turd the next day. I like genuinely look forward to like wedding dinners because it's like my time to like get away from the people and like relax my cheeks for a second. <laughs> Seriously, I know we always like say um we feel kind of guilty because for dinner like if we can like sneak off and eat somewhere else and not have to make small talk with people at the tables <laughs> like get us out of there, please. Uh, for sure, I'll gladly sit in a bathroom stall and just eat by myself. <laughs> seriously not that I don't love your wedding guests and everything but I've been having small talk right. all day long and I just need to like literally like have like resting bitch face for like 10 minutes yes. <laughs> yes. oh what do you think um people misunderstand the most about wedding photography and what it's like to be a wedding photographer I feel like the number one thing that I've seen like you know it like just my friends and everything too have also been like this would be so amazing to just do all this and make your own schedule but I have been not able to let go and outsource any part of my business because Mm -hmm. I'm such a control freak sometimes so honestly I feel like there are so many days where I'm working 12 hour days like seven days a week especially in the middle of like fall there is no time Mm -hmm. to relax so there's always a common misconception that being a wedding photographer is like I don't know. You get to be more of like a free spirit. And I do love that I can make my schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have made a priority, you know, to have day dates with my husband every Friday, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But there will always be a little bit of a struggle where you're still a slave to your own work too. Right. Yeah. I I feel that, um, you know, people are always like, it's nice because like you can work from anywhere. You could work from California, but it's like, right. But I can work from anywhere. So like, a proper vacation yeah. isn't a proper vacation because I, could, I still have the ability to do my job 100%. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like there's my laptop goes break. everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. What are some of the like most unique things that you've seen at a wedding that like you just have really stuck with you through your hundreds plus of weddings? So I had a groom recently um and his mom had passed away Hmm. and it's not something that a lot of people think about is not having like their you know one of their parents there but it makes a really big impact on your day and you don't realize like how much it's gonna affect you throughout the day no matter how long they've been gone Uh, but he had five sisters and just watching him cycle through dancing with every single one of his sisters took my breath away even still thinking about it like makes my heart stop because his youngest sister was I don't know maybe 10, 11. So just to like see all of his sisters cycle through for a first dance at the end of the night was 
uh, still gets me choked up. Oh, I'm going to cry just hearing that. <laughs> I cry every wedding, I swear. Oh my gosh, seriously. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wreck. Um, I've done a couple weddings where, where that's happened too. And I feel like that is such an emotional thing to go through. Um, and it's obviously not something that you would wish upon anyone, but being able to feel the love that's still there. I think, and seeing how they can still incorporate a person who is missing from their life into the biggest day of their life is, is really special, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're breaking. I know. <laughs> okay, so to get a little bit more lighthearted, where did your, okay, so you said that you were originally Everlasting Studios and then you trans or rebranded to Everlasting Photo. Where did that name itself kind of come from? So it's kind of funny how the name worked out. Um, so growing up, Tuck Everlasting was one of like my favorite books. I don't, and oh looking gosh. back, I'm like, I should reread that. I don't know why it was my favorite book, but I loved it. Um, and then Everlasting is also a weird, a word that I hear like almost every ceremony mm. because it's used so much like throughout the Bible. Um, and I am, you know, born and raised Catholic. So I've got to keep that element of my faith and my brand. Um, but then it works out really well that previously Everlasting Studios, her, the initials were ES, and my daughter's name is Elliot Steffes, so ES Aww. as well. Yeah, so there was a lot of emotional connection to it, which made it a little bit harder to rebrand, yeah. but I feel like there's just been a whole new like life in my business since mm-hmm. I've done the rebrand, so it was worth it. When did you feel like it was time for a rebrand? <sighs> Uh, I, so I did that March of last year. So I'm coming up on one year of being everlasting photo. Um, I felt like I needed it because I really started to evolve, um, as far as like what my business and everything started to look like. My editing style was starting to get closer to what I was trying to achieve. My posing was getting more fun. I was starting to get dream couples left and right. And then my dream couples were referring all their friends. And so I felt like I just needed, I needed to bring a a life source into my weddings so I think branding is a very cool thing and it can really set you apart from other photographers and your branding is gorgeous by the way thank you it was wandering house design did that for me she's absolutely oh. amazing so I'm working with another girl this year we're gonna build it out just a little bit more but for right now you can see my logo on koozies and hats and t-shirts and stickers and everything oh yeah. that's awesome what is one of your secrets for staying calm under pressure on a wedding day? I know you say that like you love the adrenaline of a wedding day, but what really keeps you calm and keeps you going throughout the day? So one, I think my experience plays a role in that because I have seen weddings go as late as two and a half three hours late. Um, when I shot like a Dominican wedding, there was a language barrier and it really screwed us up on our timelines. But, um, I also have a really good idea as far as building their timelines. So I know where to put Mm -hmm. safety cushions in for all of my brides. So it's like, whether they think they really need that much time for photos or not, like I'm building it in because at some point, like I've got three or four little areas to get us back on track. So, and then being type B really, really helps. Adding in extra time to schedules, I feel, is critical for building a schedule on a wedding day because especially with like hair and makeup and I feel like inevitably that always ends up going a little bit longer than 
originally <laughs> planned. Nope. No shade to hair and makeup artists. It's just no shade. No They're shade artists. at all. They, yes. I could never do it. I'm showing up in like my powdered base and mascara and that's my fancy look, but good for Seriously. them. We just got to start pushing a little bit earlier. No hitting snooze on the, the alarms that day. <laughs> In your opinion, what is one of the most important personality traits that it takes for someone to be a wedding photographer? Being an extrovert. Mm. Um, I have seen a lot of wedding photographers um, who are introverts and they are like next level creative. But I feel like when you start getting those big weddings and those big wedding parties, like I just booked a wedding in February with 750 people and they're going to have like 12 people on each side, like you have to be an extrovert because it is your job to get the party going, keep the party going, make sure everyone's enjoying themselves. Like I can even make family portraits a good time. And I think that that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. of how important it is to be an extrovert and be able to put yourself out there. I mean, I'm going to make a damn fool of myself at some point on everybody's wedding day, but it's just part of the game. I'd rather do that and embarrass myself and you get really freaking good photos than me worried about falling or something really like that. I know. Seriously. When I first started, I was like so self-conscious about like the noises that I would have to make to like get children's attentions. And now I'm just like an absolute fool on a wedding day. And like, I just, I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you got to make fun of yourself. Yeah. You got to be able to like do the weird things. And it, I feel like that helps loosen other people up too, to be like, okay, like, if she's not going to be self-conscious then I can be a little bit more relaxed. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've always wondered, I've met with some wedding photographers and it's just like hard to have a conversation with them. And I wonder like, what are you like on a wedding day? (laughs) Yeah. And I know that there's like an ideal client for every photographer, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I can work with people who were like super quiet, super reserved. Like I want my couples like grabbing each other's butts and like screaming at the top of their lungs. Like we're going to have fun. And I would get, I don't even know if I could handle couples that were just like quiet and reserved and don't do stuff like that. (laughs) Well, and you've done such a great job at showing in your work that that's a type of clientele that you're going for too. Because when I look at your work, like it immediately looks like, you know, fun, exciting. Like you are constantly like just laughing and doing silly things throughout the entire session and it shows in your photos. So I just want to commend you on doing a beautiful job at that. Yeah. I, uh, I actually interview all my couples before I book them. Mm. Um, and it's not so much like, uh, obviously the calls beneficial for them to meet me and get to know my personality, but there is also couples that I have turned away because mm-hmm. I know that I'm not the ideal person for them. And if you can't find somebody on your wedding day who you can 100% be yourself, you're not going to get those ideal images because you're, you're just going to be clammed up or like stuffy right. all day. So it's just not worth working with somebody who it's just going to hurt the relationship on both ends. So. Absolutely. And as much as you think that your wedding day, you spend like time with your family and friends, you spend a lot of time with your photographer and your videographer. So being able to click with them, I feel like is something that you cannot underrate. Oh, for sure. Like we are there from the moment you get into your dress through all the most intimate parts of the day. So if you don't, oh my God, click- I can't even tell you how many brides I've helped go to the bathroom or like oh gosh, help seriously. them like get their dresses like 
we're there for everything more than your maid of honor sometimes. So seriously, you have to have somebody who's like another best friend. So this could be a good transition. You also do boudoir as well, right? I do. Yes. What do you love about that? Uh, I love seeing the reaction post session. Mm -hmm. There is something that's like, so it like takes your breath away. Just watching the girls get so comfortable and like seeing the back of the camera and being like, holy crap. Like, and I'm censoring myself. That's not usually the nice way they say it, but you're like, holy crap. Like, that's me. Like, are you serious? Like I look freaking good. And I just want like all of my brides to know, like, I don't freaking care if you're thick and curvy or you're like a freaking pencil, like you're freaking gorgeous. There's a reason that that man, a ring on your finger and boudoir is like one of the best ways to like show them. I love that. Do you mainly do boudoir for like your brides or do you, um, do it for just about anybody? Uh, really anybody. So it mostly starts, uh, I would say most of my clients are my brides already. Um, because then I know what to expect when the groom is like getting, getting his gift that morning. Um, but I have actually a ton of like repeat clients who keep coming back and just friends who want them. And, um, I love to book like a bachelorette party and have them come in and get all done up and like have some drinks flowing. That would be so fun. So we'll see. But yes, uh, I would say it, it op- open to everybody for the boudoir sessions. If a bride is like on the fence about doing that, what would you say to her to like convince her like you are worthy of this? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I guess I've never had anybody <laughs> on the fence about it. They're either like, hell yeah, or like, nah, it's not going to happen. But right. if somebody was to, was to be on the fence, I would say just do it like you're, you're never going to be this young again. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you know, post babies, like the body changes a lot. Um, and it will never go back to where it was. It'll always be different, but there's just, there's something about, uh, I don't know. I would just say, (laughs) just freaking do it. Like put a drink in your system and let's do it. Like it's so much fun and you're going to have a freaking blast and it doesn't have to be like, these raunchy, raunchy boudoir sessions. I mean, I've photographed girls even in just like a t-shirt and shorts. Like if Mm -hmm. that's what your man loves, then like be you. If, if that works for him, like it doesn't have to be these over the top sessions. They can be as reserved as you want them to be. You're going to be beautiful no matter what. Exactly. I did part of my boudoir session in a pair of jeans because my husband loves the way my butt looks in jeans. So Hell yeah. I have photographed so many jeans and I actually love the way that they turn out. They're so fun. I also ended my session by eating pizza because I was like, fuck it. I need some pizza. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should be best friends after this. That's amazing. (laughs) I like put my hair up in a ponytail, put a t-shirt on and I was like, I'm eating pizza. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But if that works for him, like hell yeah. And you feel good and you're confident and you're having fun. That's what they're about. They're not about just getting these sexy pictures at the end of the day you know and I kind of went into it it with a mindset of like yes I did like you know the lingerie pictures and had like you know the super seductive ones but I also wanted to like capture and I try to capture I do boudoir as well with my clients I try to capture Mm -hmm. everyday hot because it's not every day that you're gonna just throw your lingerie on and be cooking in the kitchen so like right you know your man probably finds you sexy when you're in that old ratty t-shirt and you're just sitting in bed so captures for sure too 
Well, and then the thing is with half these like lingeries, like they're expensive if you want really nice oh gosh, ones. I know. And you're going to keep them on for like 30 seconds. He's going to be taking them off if you look yeah. at like, <laughs> so you might as well do it in your everyday sexy stuff. I love that. So then do a lot of your brides do it like before the wedding and then gift it to the groom on the wedding day? Yeah. Yeah. I usually plan for them to do it like so many weeks out from their wedding. So that way mm-hmm. it's not like super hard for them to try and keep a secret and they're not giving it to them early because mm-hmm. I want to see their face when they're opening that present too. Like that's part of the fun of doing boudoir. Yep. Those are some of my favorite pictures from my wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially because you're the only two like that know what's going on in that moment. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Oh, well, it's been so great talking with you. Um, where can our listeners find you at online? Uh, so my Instagram is my big one. I'm obviously always on there. Um, so at everlasting photo IA, um, or my website is the exact same thing. www.everlastingphotoia.com. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm so excited to follow along with your insane amount of weddings this year and see all the beautiful (laughs) stuff that you create yes it's gonna be the best year yet all of my brides are so hyped and sending me text messages with inspiration daily so I'm jacked for it I'm so excited so at the end of every episode we toast to something in the last week that has brought us joy made us laugh do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh you go ahead and go first okay I'm gonna toot a little horn here okay I'm toasting to the fact that I found a Dyson Airwrap on Facebook Marketplace for a lot cheaper than it is online. Oh my God, that's a freaking win. (laughs) Yup. I was looking, I had my eye on maybe getting one and I didn't realize it was sold out everywhere. And I had some extra cash lying around, popped on Marketplace and 20 minutes before that, somebody had listed one and I was like, do not sell it. I'm on my way. (laughs) I love it because I know nothing about styling hair like my hands just don't work in that way so having something that can just do it for me is very exciting so I'm gonna I'm toasting to that from a girly girl I get it that's awesome (laughs) um I will toast to warmer weather and sunny days they are Mm. coming I promise California was acting like it was so cold out there and Oh my God. I promise you guys it's coming. It'll be here before we know it. We'll be sweating yeah. hundred degrees soon. I think like Groundhog's Day is next week or coming up soon. So who knows? Yes. I'm excited. I'm going to Florida for an engagement session in February. So I'm excited to get into the warmth there. Fun. Oh, love yes. that. Well, MK, it's been oh, a blast talking with you. Listeners, we will be back next week again with another great episode. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. But we will be back next week. Oh, 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 oh,